For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. We have begun a new calendar and another 25,000-year cycle as we journey into a new realm of reality through the windows in your mind. We now begin with the knowledge of humanity and its divine origins from intergalactic conversations from the past and present. Let us look through a window into the ever-evolving consciousness and explore new possibilities with our place in the cosmos and the quantum world. Grandmother Parisha of Cherokee Heritage reveals the wisdom of the ancient past that will lead us into a peaceful future. Experience the love and peace through the exceptional wisdom of Grandmother Parisha as she shares science and ancient knowledge merged together to benefit all of humanity. Greetings. This is Windows in Your Mind, and this is Parisha, your host. And we're actually covering our show today by catching up with the many travels and the particular places and locations that I'm touching over the last several days as well as the week ahead to where I will be doing ceremonies, meeting tons of people, and actually involved in many group activities. One of the wonderful and exciting things about what we're doing right now is we're also covering a lot of uh, road with motorcycles and riding in the wind. This is something I love to do. Even here at 78, I still get on that motorcycle and hit the winds. So all these things are happening and these things are growing. And the wonderful people, people are coming together. People reach out. People, people want to be seen. They also want to know that they're visible and that we, we make a difference, okay? So one of the things that I want to cover is what I'm learning as I'm talking to the many people along the way. The hundreds of people that I talk to all get very silent when I start talking about their divinity. And so I'm going to talk about that today with you because it's definitely a very hot subject on the many travels that I'm doing. Somewhere along life, we have allowed teachings or religions or educations or whatever to actually minimize the who you are. And so when we start with anatomy and physiology and chemistry of the body, then if you just get in touch with that, go on the internet, get a book, start looking at that, seeing the extraordinary intelligence of how we have a body and how it functions and how it just moves and does what it does, okay? So then that actually brings to witness, at least I'm hoping it does, that there's something very, very powerful and very, very intelligent going on here, and it's called a life. And so then when we begin to look at this life and the extraordinariness of having this wonderful altar or this body, however you want to see it, I see it as an altar because it is this place where the great spirit actually expresses itself and works through. 
So to me, where, where, where love and light meet is altar, and that's what the body is. So we've, we're made up of extraordinary things. There's just no doubt anymore in any scientist's mind that we are not star seeds. We are definitely star seeds. We are made up of combinations of things out of the whole universe. So we're a product of the universe. And when you begin to think about that, and then you get in touch with just what the body is, okay? And and the, the fabulous engineering of that, the perfection of it. Then you get a little, you know, inkling of, wow, there is something pretty extraordinary about just having a body and having a life, right? And then we begin to look at the overall connection of how that interacts and how it's interconnected to everything else, okay? And then you begin to study some energy, and I hope that most of you on the call with me has actually got into some of the quantum physics studies as well as uh, metaphysical understanding of body energy and so forth and on. And then you begin to understand that you're not just this dense body that moves around and drags around in time and space that there are these times that you close your eyes and you have these extraordinary experiences, that there are times that you sit still, and in that stillness there is there is a presence, there is a, something there that you know is there. And then you begin to finally accept a little bit of that you're more than a body, that you're energy, and that there's all these wonderful vibrations and frequencies and energy and everything going on inside what you call body and it's all around you that once you start studying energy you learn how the radio waves and all the kinds of particular energies that make up the field of which you think is open space just as the fish doesn't know it's in water you don't understand that you're in this loaded field and all around you is energy. All, all of the electrons, the atoms and everything, they're, they're, they're dense in all around you. And that the space that you're in, you can see it's your auric field or your field of energy that's personal to your body. Okay, there's all these wonderful things happening. And as you think, listen how simple this is, as you think, this beautiful field of energy changes and moves and communicates and does all kinds of very, very beautiful, magical things. And so then we begin to pay attention that we're energy. And here's the thing. when See, when you come that far, beloveds, and you accept that you're energy, okay, then there's other things that you have to begin to accept of yourself. And that's that you make a difference that you are so extremely important to the whole that there isn't anything you do there's not anything that you think there is no, there everything about you has an effect so if it's a thought if it's an action if it's anything it has an effect in the field of energy and all that's around you and it broadcasts out into a huge universal space and actually again has effect and when you begin to live as that person of effects then you begin to want to be 
more control of it and actually broadcast or actually put out there more. See, it's when we believe that we're shut off and that we're, we're, not, we're not involved or we're not interconnected or whatever. Then we kind of molt into this, this, this presence that becomes depressing and angry and dark and, and uh, lonely. And the, the love begins to subside because at this point, there's no place that it can exist because you just feel that detached. And so when we begin to accept our divinity, then we realize that everything we do has purpose. And so that, you know, even when you say, well, and I get this a lot, people will say, well, you mean even like when I get tired and realize I have to sit down or go home, go to bed or whatever, and it's like, yes, but then again, aren't you still cooperating with the need, even if you're saying it's your own? Okay, you're taking care of the altar. That's an altar keeper. That's a wisdom keeper. And if you're actually making sure that you're making very good energy in your home and your space where you actually live and have your being, that's taking care of the temple. Okay, so there's everything that you do has divine reason and purpose. And you're very needed, and you're, you're, you're sent here. So you, you have actually been sent forward, and therefore you exist. So if you've been sent forward, and then you begin to think, okay, well, if I'm sent forward, what was I sent forward to do? Well, that's, that's something you'll have to discover. You'll have to find what regenerates you when you do it. So when you're in your life's purpose... You can go on and on and on with things hours upon hours and that you're, you're rejuvenated and re-energized when you're doing it. And it's just something that you love, okay? And then, you know, in most people's cases of wealth and success, they find that this that they love is actually has a value and now they begin to do an exchange and that's where prosperity and wealth starts. Again, it comes back to actually exploring yourself and who you are and how much respect you give to that. So finding out that you're a body, and for a while, I've been there with the cliché in the, the spiritual community was you're not a body. Okay, well, let's not get too far away from that because that body is an altar, and it is where the macro and the micro meet, and therefore from that, from your heart center, you broadcast and you emanate out into the greater space and it's the it's the particulars of what you are that's just you so then again we go back to the fingerprint the fingerprint says there's nobody else on the planet that has your fingerprint well then that gets you a little closer to thinking well then my purpose would be something very unique and individual of myself yes so there's no need for you to go clone yourself after someone else's success or for you to try to live up to someone else's expectations of what you should or should not be. See, you'll know that, beloveds. You'll know that immediately from within yourself. Within yourself there will become a happiness, a satisfaction, a, a, an, a, an approval. And as you begin to live in that way, then you begin to discover more and more the absoluteness of just how important you are. 
and when we're doing that now. I've had uh, many opportunities over the last several years to be very much involved with political decisions and very much involved with what's going on at large in the world, in our country, as well as in community. And when I do that, I begin to understand that in every religion, and I've studied theology very thoroughly, in every religion, the baseline of the faith in, in all religions is that we love one another as creator or God or whatever your sacred name is for the source. To love one another. Okay. And what we now know through all of the magical technology and sciences that we have is that we have effect on each other. That when we are together in close proximity especially, we can change people's heart rates by being focused and actually moving like if my energy field is at a much higher rate of frequency because I am staying very positive, loving, and caring, then I can actually change the heart rate of someone else who may be in a not very good place. Okay, so we know that. We also know that when we show that we care for others, when we show a kindness, I mean nothing. Listen, you have no idea of just how important your smile is. When you smile at someone, how the frequency in the space that you're smiling in changes, not only the person who should receive your, your smile. Okay, and so just a smile, just to have something that you can think of that brings on the feeling of you just want to smile. And that smile can actually heal, and it has wonderful soothing and uh, uplifting effects on someone anyone who's in need of that and it's complementary to those that might be on the same frequency as you so there isn't anything then that we can't do to help what the situation of our planet and our earth is going through right now everybody can help everybody has a role that they can play in this so if you get together finding just one like-minded of like thinks like yourself, is interested in the same things you're reading or the particular interest levels that you maintain and have. And you begin to actually have association with that person, two or more, and I am. So then we begin to magnify and build that energy field into a greater awareness and wholeness. Okay, But in one of the practices we do in this, our ceremonial year, is that one of the things that the elders have given us over the years is that every day of our life we have to include someone. We have to actually take time to interact with somebody we don't know. To actually give credence to, to letting them know they're visible and that I can see them and that they're important to me and that I have something I want to say to them or there's somehow I reach out to them. And so every day there is that inclusion of more of myself. Or of the, it actually translates again myself. But what we're actually saying is then I've met another aspect of that that we are as humane. And as humanity, we are huge in number. But the things missing is that we don't love one another. Okay, We're learning to actually begin to explore that and sometimes I I see how people especially very good intentional spiritual people 
will run around and they're using it a lot and they say, I love you, I love you, I love you. Well, that's, I'm, there's nothing wrong with that. And I'd rather, far rather hear that than someone saying, I'm not real sure or I don't like you. Okay. But the point is, what, where's the feeling? Okay. To say it is not enough. To feel it is what's going to make the difference. And so when we take time to say to someone, I love you, do you really feel that? Do you have that kindredness that comes with that term, I love you? So that people accept that it's sincere. I do, I, I, have, I have absolute love of humanity. I, I love all life. I mean, there's just the forest, the creatures, the everything. I love all life. And so when I'm looking at people, whether I say it or not, I'm emanating, and I've learned this of myself. I'm emanating that I love them. And I see people in particular situations that right then and there might be some confusion or some kind of disharmony in that. And I just beam and broadcast all the love I can to them. And I watch how it begins to actually make a difference. And they come out of whatever the dilemma is at the time. And it's not necessary that they know it's me. It's not necessary that I get credit for being this whatever person they're going to thank. No. It's that I know I can make that difference. And for every difference that we can make, we lift all consciousness to ourselves. So... Basically, you know, in my, in my desire, now I'm 78, fortunately, I feel I'll probably live to be somewhere around 98 or 100 years old, okay? But also I'm leaving a world that I've been very active in to all of the generations that come after me and my grandchildren and the many children of the world who are very important to me. And that whatever I can do every minute of the day that I have, to actually make that happen, I'm going to do that. And so, like you, like anyone, you know, there's things the day can get real intense and, you know, tempers flare and everything else. And when I find myself getting affected by that, I have to go totally inside myself. I, I shut all that down. That's outside. I shut all that down, and I go inward, and I bring up all these beautiful memories, I, the landscapes, the travel, the... The, the vision of mother and all her grandeur, okay? I'll pick a beautiful place and sometimes beautiful music, sometimes just a joyous interaction with a number of other human beings. And I play with that and I bring that feeling up and I know the more that I can feel that, I know that I'm affecting that in the field and I know that I'm broadcasting that out and now that frequency begins to move out into everything. I have the choice at that moment. You have the choice at that moment. Which side do we want to be affected with, the negative or the positive? Because there's no in-between. I'm either positive or I'm negative. Okay, and so I can't be halfway. I can't be, well, a little bit. I have to be either one or the other. So I choose positive. And in making that choice, it's my responsibility, responding with the ability to make that happen. So then it's the feeling that I have. The words won't do anything but just move around inside the space of emptiness until you put feeling to it. Feeling gives it life. So to have the electromagnetic feel active, you must have mind, the thinking, and you must have feeling, and that's the emotions. 
And so you actually learning about yourself and your emotional situation and then knowing that if you've studied the anatomy and physiology that I've suggested, you also know then that your body is nothing but a chemical reactive process. And so when you're doing the particular positive things, the chemistry of the body is actually generating the kind of auric feel and energy that makes the world how we want it to be. Very recently I had a wonderful and beautiful being that I work with ask me, what is the prophecy or how do I see what the future of the world will be? You know, what are we going for? When we do all of this and we make all these changes, what will we go for? And I can only share that, it, you know, of my beliefs is that we are in body, we work with body to actually help it evolve itself, us being the enlightened ones that have been sent in, all of us, not just a few or just a one, all of us. You know, that fingerprint, it says there's no cosmic mistake, beloveds. Okay, that fingerprint says you're, you're, you're designed purely original and of one of a kind. And so then you, you know, your purpose of being here is you've been sent in because there's another something that's needed. And so when I look at what, I, what I've been raised to believe in that, we are here actually helping as all other parts of nature knows how to be what it is. It's only man human that's walking around and saying who am I why am I what am I okay the actual movements of uh, the the particular other creatures is that they know who they are okay crow knows how to be a crow you know the birds all know how to be the bird okay the serpents all know how to be serpents you know every other creature knows how to be whatever it is it's man that's still asking to discover that. And as far as I am uh, totally convinced in myself with all I can see in life and the sciences I've studied, is we're teaching it. We are the energy or the spirit within it that's helping it learn how to be of itself a total vessel of service and, and uh, service to the source. So we, the love, when we say love is all there is, when, when do we really mean that? When do we really catch it? You know, that it's up to us now to evolve our own physical shell into that loving altar or expression of God in that love. And just to care. You know, it's like I've had a number of people over the years say to me, you know, well, what is your religion? Wherever I go, wherever I am, and people are worshiping. I sit with them because they're worshiping. And in whatever way they're worshiping, I realize that to the best they know and to what they believe, they are giving awareness, they're giving back, they're giving appreciation, gratitude, and acknowledgement of a source, the source that they see that gives life in all things. So I don't need to have a religion. There's enough people in the world that are locked into particular religions. I believe that everyone should live the best of their religion. And for me, wherever a people is worshiping in sincerity, I'm at home. So when, you know, 
being born into a world that were my my early practices and everything that I do today is very much on based on native spirituality to where the earth in itself is the altar of which I work and have my existence and do whatever I do and I've learned through Buddhism the effects and the ability of mind and that led me into the sciences and so I I find that all the prophets whosever religion it is, has absolutely a uniqueness of purpose and reason and rhyme. And I don't see any reason to kill them or hate them or find or make them wrong because it's different from this other and whatever. So for me, it's, it starts there. You know, when I say it's all about love, okay, well, the first, you know, to go and expect people to be loving, then we have to be loving. You know, if, if I'm allowing the choice of a government which usually does not represent all that I want it to represent anyway, I don't expect it to. I go out and take care of that myself. I make sure that I let people in other countries and all over the world know that I see them and that they're important and I respect them and that with all my heart I want to make sure that they're all right and that they know I care. So how much that you do that is, you know, you start with right where you're at, the environment that you're at, how much of, you know, how much of this are you conveying to your family? How much of this do you convey in a day's time to the people you work with and then the people outside of your work and your community and so on? You know, how do they know you? Do they know you're this person that cares? And if not, what do you need to do to make sure that they become aware of that? So when we start doing that and we lift consciousness, we are moving all of consciousness and, and the world of humanity into a place to where there is fulfillment and reward and acknowledgement. When we start looking for life on other planets, it's like right now it's really important that we make sure we respect the life on this planet. And I mean all life, being all parts of nature as well as all parts of whatever organic mass we are. And so when we're doing that, that's up to each one of us. And what I what I realize is when a person begins to see themselves and have respect of what this is called a self, that they begin to lift their thinking and they begin to reach out in a much kinder and loving and beautiful way. And that's what I'm asking you to do. It's like in doing the ceremonies and seeing the children come, it's, it's wonderful to see the children coming in greater numbers to the ceremonies and that the parents are aware the children are welcome. Yes, children start moving around and, you know, they can become active and they can do this and that. But they should always feel that they're welcome and that there's a place for them. And as best as they can, they maintain the energy to maybe sit still or be quiet for whatever period of time, but do not expect from them what they can't give you without stress. So uh, thinking of their needs as well as thinking as all needs is what we need to have, make sure that when we say community, everyone's considerations are made. And so in ceremony, that's exactly what we have to do and to allow them to express some part of themselves in that ceremony. And to give, you know, to begin to pull forth their individuality, their uniqueness, their, their one of a kind. 
and that each one is seen. Everybody gets to be visible. And so in doing ceremony and, and being very much in ceremony and ritual almost every day of my life, if, you know, I should say every day of my life, some days more than others, there's the greater time of the day. But in doing that, I am aware that there is this constant dialogue between myself and whatever I, what name I use for source. And so when I watch people who are saying that they're studying, you know, quantum physics and all of the spiritual particular teachings and stuff, and they're listening to different people's programs and things like that, okay, that's all wonderful. And the marketplace is definitely alive with probabilities. Okay, at this point, you need to be showing that you're, you're actually picking it up and you're moving with it. So it's now time for you to deliver. It's now time for you to show how you're using that. And stop running and hiding. Get out of the house. Get in the mood of being with people and beginning to look at people and acknowledge people and be acknowledged yourself. And if you have those quiet moments or this time in need of seclusion, then let it be only in the physical sense because in the mind and the heart, broadcast with everything that you have, the love of all that is. And then it begins to just show up in those things that you want, those particular materialistic things as well as the spiritual satisfaction, health, all the good things. And then it just begins to grow in such a way that people begin to understand that you're not just, you know, this person, that there's something particular about you. And yes, there is. You have this unique fingerprint. So as we begin to move out through the greater ceremonies and heading for Sundance in the months ahead where there will actually be a lot of sun ceremonies done, throughout the particular part of North America and uh, all the way up into Canada and other countries. There are still great ceremonies of the season in other countries as well that we begin to include and make sure that in that we include the waters, we include the inhabitants of the water, we include the air, we include those who fly in or about the air, and we include the earth and all that walks and moves upon the earth, be it four-legged, two-legged, or crawly ones, that we begin to know life as what we are, and that of us all things are. And then we begin to just live in respect of that. Just try it on. And most people can't, you know, they give up on themselves because they say that it's impossible to hold that for 24 hours every day. You just do your best. You know, there's no record that you have to set, and there's no particular alarm clock you have to put on this. Do your best at whatever times you can, and measure them longer until you're satisfied that that's what makes up the greater part of what you have is life and time. It's setting goals that are possible, not situations that are hard or impossible or even discouraging. So to you start looking at that and becoming more active as a global citizen, not only in how and where you live, but how you think. 
It's like when I start listening, and, and I don't do the TV news and all that stuff, but people will bring me stuff in and tell me what's going on here and there. I immediately include that in my fire ceremonies, actually sending energy and kindness and love there. You know, I have, I have never allowed someone else to bring me their hatred and me pick it up and carry it with them. I have allowed people who have brought me love and shared it, and I have also moved and empowered that. Okay, so when we hear news and bad things of other people, okay, it's always about the leaders. It's always about the governments. I can tell you in all my worldly travels, I've met all peoples of this earth, and they're just good people. They, they have the needs and the desires and the concerns and everything, the same as any one of us. And so then we have this, this, this I don't even know anymore when I look out to it. I've, I've been working with this for the past couple of years now. It's how we, we this, this thing that we call government and leadership and we elect people and give them permission to represent us and to dictate to us and to rule over us. And yet, there's these enormous outcries of indignation and resistance and everything that happens at the same time. And it's like, okay, where is intelligence? Okay, when, when do we think this through and come back to the point that whoever it is that goes out there and starts the, the crap, the arguing, the dispersions and everything else, these are leaders. And they say that they represent you and me. Well, if they're talking in a way that does not respect these people as also creations of God, then they don't represent me. And so basically when I look at all of the things that comes back from through the news, it's, you know, this particular government and that government and this leader and that leader, and then everybody is up this and, you know, down on that and so forth and on. And it's like, look at yourself. To what good is it that you stand there making yourself against that? You're giving it energy. Anytime you put energy and emotion to it, it's going to get bigger. Well, even if it's anger and being upset and judgment and everything else, you're still giving energy to what it is you say you don't want. So then you have to look and become intelligent in yourself, understand yourself, and the uniqueness of what you are, and as well as the acceptance that you make a difference, that you have effect. And so now you have to begin to look at how, what is it, how do you react? What is it that you feel when you listen to all of this? Well, maybe for a while it's better you don't listen to any of it because it doesn't allow you to keep control of the way you want to be when you want to be this loving, caring person. And I've, I've sat with being ambassadorships and other things for most of my life. And when you sit down to negotiate or actually talk to a particular, uh, what I would consider a turbulence a situation where we have differences of perspective, outlook, and desire, then you have to negotiate. And in the negotiation is where that the divine order of what we are as spiritual beings and intelligent beings begins to present itself. Because war is not a solution. 
and it never has a good outcome for anybody. There are no winners. Okay, so then we need to ask ourselves at this point of our world, then why are we still doing that? And why do we have, where have we put ourselves that we have allowed leaderships to come bullies? I mean, we have programs in the schools that says we're dealing so that our children don't have to deal with bullies and people who are threatening them or putting disharmony into their days. Okay, but then we look at the global powers of bullies that are doing that. They're bullying each other to the point that the only concern that there is, as far as I'm concerned, is that one of them get crazy and stupid enough to push the wrong button. Okay, and so we have to then look at what we need to do ourselves. And so you're, you are important enough that if you're communicating, not just meditating, communicating, you're going to make an effect. Okay, meditation's wonderful. Meditation does put definitely beautiful things out there in the field, but then there are words that need to accompany it. Okay, and that isn't just chanting and the particular beautiful things that we can find in music. We need to be voicing that. And we need to, to voice that to those people who feel that they are expressing what you want them to express, that they are leading the direction that you that they feel you want them to go, that they are now doing what they feel you have done, which is to give control of your whole life to them. Do they really know how you feel about all this? So then you'll sit at the news and you'll listen to the news and you allow them to get you all hyped up and then you run to each other and you spew out all of this craziness and bitterness on each other. And then to what good? Now we have fed the animal. We have fed, we have fed the monster. Okay. So then we need to come back and say, okay, when I hear that, I really have to get a hold of myself. So I don't need to pump that stuff in. But that I do know that it's going on, and it is out there, then I need to find something that I can do that I feel that I am standing for that which I truly believe is the answer. Stand for the answer. You know, put your energy to what the better choice would be. And then that's when we begin to see the changes. And I am seeing the changes, and especially because, I, like I said, I'm on Front Street a lot with a lot of the political stuff that's going on and, and listening to all of the chatter and everything on that. But amongst people going into all the communities and all the variations of, of particulars that each one of these communities are, none of them are alike. You know, it's... I meet people in all walks of life, and yet the scenario and the story is the same. You know, they're asking the same questions as I'm asking. You know, what do we, what can we do about this? Well, we can do a lot about this. And as long as you begin to understand who you are, how you have come to be, and exactly how important you are, you know, that you... Find your ability to worship particular spoken ones and historic peoples of particular scriptures that you're looking at. Okay, I, I have no problem with that, so long as you're using that to understand your role in it now. Because the greatest quote I've ever heard, as I am, you shall be better yet.
okay, the better yet needs to be happening. And that means you and I coming out. And that means you and I standing in love and light for what it is that we want to have happen. I've actually gone places where the negativity is so thick, people have tried very hard to offend me and tell me to take my wishy-washy, you know, this or that, and stick it up my whatevers, and actually say, don't bring me all of that, you know, crappy, sugar-coated, da-da-da-da-da. And they become very ugly and nasty, and they want to offend, and they want to hurt, and they want me to show some kind of defense to that. And then I just keep smiling. I just keep smiling and moving right through it. Uh, yesterday there was an occasion of where... We had arrived, and there was a very, very large group of people. And I was with my granddaughter, and I was walking through the crowd. And there was a table of five men that was actually sitting together. And they started to making comments uh, amongst themselves about my granddaughter and, my, and myself. Okay, And when I heard that, my first reaction was to take issue with it. And then I realized okay, the issue I would take would be an angry one. And yet, as far as I'm concerned, here here are five ignorant men who obviously never learned any manners and can't hear, handle, doesn't carry any class, okay? And so how would you engage with that? So I just waited till the moment passed, and when I doubled back around, I made sure that I stopped and said to them, and gentlemen, how are you enjoying your day? I seem to watch you, you kind of set yourself up as the council of critics, so if there's any suggestion you have of how this event could move better, it would be great for you to take the microphone, because if you truly have anything important to put to it, it would be great to hear. They just stood there and looked at me with their mouths open. And I know in my heart that they knew that I was responding to what they had said. Afterwards, I watched that whole table of guys change and become totally different messages and putting out different energies and interacting. At first, they were a little turbulent, and as much as they had lost their posture and was fumbling a bit, then they got it back, and then they become what I would consider gentlemen, being very supportive and smiling at people and being very cordial. It's up to you and I. You know, it just it's no different about the bullies in the school as it is the bullies in the government and those people who you've given positions of decision and authority over you. We have to determine how we want to react to that and what we want done with that. And then it all begins to come around, and then we have that evolving to the world where we will enter, finally enter into the seventh world as the intelligence of what God gave as far as humanity. Now, with all of that said and done, there's also some things that you have, I would tell you, please keep up with us on the media and the Facebooks, get uh, our fan page. We have wonderful people presenting a number of wonderful things here on our Law of Attraction radio network and that will help you get through the particular things that you're focusing on and want to do. And that's all very good. I do appreciate all of you who are keeping in touch and actually sending your uh, emails and your Facebook. And I thank all of you who've joined me on my Facebook and that are sending just really, really cool and good stuff. And I, I feel that that is part of the network, the knitting of the atmosphere 
with a love and a communication that begins to override all the things that could be destructive and harmful. So you have a role in that. I have a role in that. And I deeply acknowledge and appreciate all of you who on a, a weekly and daily basis are right there with me and actually sending out your particular feelings and care. And it works. Beloveds, it works. It's not, you know, on the days that you can, I mean, yes, you're going to have to work through your own stuff, but on the days that you can, be very generous with who you are and who Creator sent you into be, the wonderful, original, individual being that you always will remain and be. Okay, that gives me time now to sum up and move forward. And I've got a number of places I have to be yet, so I wish you a full week and a wonderful time. Please pay attention to what I'm asking you to do, and that's you participate. Begin to put some energy in touch with everything that you're doing so that we're all moving it to the particular level of harmony and love that we want to live in, as well as leave for our children and the extended family that will come behind us. Okay, and this week, have a wonderful week. Keep us in your prayers and your energy, and make sure that you reach out in some way every day and meet someone new, someone that's expecting, someone who is needing, someone who just wants to be cared for, acknowledged. All right, have a wonderful week. This is Parrish, your host, and this is Windows in Your Mind, OCO. Thank you for listening to Grandmother Parisha on your journey to the windows in your mind. For further information or to contact Grandmother, please visit parishas-world.com. P-A-R-I-S-H-A-S-world.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.